Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is October 19th, 2021. It is currently 4.15 a.m. in the morning. I'm up late fixing photos. I'm up really, really late. Uh, this podcast won't be as long as the others because uh, I need to go to bed. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to turn this music down. I'm going to get straight into my little podcast here. Well, first of all, before I continue, I want to thank all of you who have been booking my services uh, with my wedding company and inquiring. I really, really appreciate that. Hawaii is opened up for tourism. It is open up for weddings. Um, they have some regulations now if you want to get married here. Apparently, if you want to get married here, you have to wear a mask. But, a big but here, it really depends on whether or not your coordinator, your wedding planner, will actually enforce it. And, for me, I won't. I really won't. I am standing my ground. I don't think we need to wear masks, especially if we're outdoors. Indoors, too, I don't think we have to wear masks. I have nothing to fear. If you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, I really don't care. I really don't. Now, with all that being said, if you are vaccinated, it makes uh, dining in Hawaii and also having fun in Hawaii a little bit easier because we are turning into a communist state. Well, you know, I hate to insult China like that because in China, you don't have to be vaccinated to have freedoms in China. So we're actually worse off than China. You know, a lot of these third world countries out there, you don't have to be vaccinated to have freedoms. Isn't that kind of strange? And in fact, most of the states um, of the United States, you don't require a vaccine uh, to have your freedoms. Here in Hawaii, if you would like to go to the movies, if you want to go to the restaurant, if you would actually want to attend a concert, you would need to be vaccinated. If you want to go see your kid play football in, at his high school stadium, you have to be vaccinated. It's stupid. Hawaii is stupid. You know, if it weren't for my businesses or my family being here, I may actually have moved already. And um, But I still am here, so you know what? I'm kind of ball and chained here in Hawaii for the time being. And, uh, you know, but who knows? I mean, who really knows how much longer I can put up with this crap? Now, the good news, the silver lining in all of this crap is that COVID numbers are coming down. They're definitely coming down. They're plummeting really, really quick. It's not because of masks. It's not because of that of the vaccine, because we know for a fact those who are vaccinated can still be infected and can still spread the virus, especially with this new Delta, Delta variant, right? So why are the numbers coming down? Well, it's quite, you know, it's quite apparent that herd immunity, uh, natural infection has something to do with it. And right now, it looks as though Hawaii has gained some type of herd immunity. Again, we're talking about natural infection and recovery from natural infection. Now, the vaccines, like I've told you before, the vaccines do look to work pretty well as a quote-unquote therapeutic. Now, they're not exactly a therapeutic because usually a a really good therapeutic means that when you are sick, you can actually take that, that type of therapeutic medicine and immediately you would get better. You know, vaccines, you need to take it, wait a month for it to work uh, you know, for, so your body could create the, uh, the antibodies and then 
you know, if your body does uh, create the antibodies, then you have some type of layered protection in there. It doesn't mean you're not going to get COVID. It just means that you won't, you know, you most likely won't die from it. Now, Colin Powell, he actually unfortunately died from COVID just a few days ago. It's unfortunate. Uh, I really disagreed with uh, his narrative, to be honest. Um, I didn't agree with his opinion. He was completely against Trump, which I really didn't agree with. Uh, he voted for Hillary, which I really didn't agree with because Hillary Clinton was completely corrupt. She rigged the election or she tried to rig the election and Colin Powell was on her side. You know, he also lied about WMDs, got us into a war and then advocated that they continued to push that lie that there were, that Saddam Hussein had WMDs so we could actually engage in war and then destabilize the Middle East further. He was part of that problem. So I don't, I do not agree with him politically. I think he is part of the swamp, but real big but, I am not going to dance on his grave here and celebrate his death. No one deserves to die. And apparently he, he died of COVID, but he did have um, some type of comorbidity. He was fighting cancer. Um, a really, really rare blood cancer from what I've read. And, um, you know, apparently when you fight these rare blood cancers, um, he was also uh, uh, doing some type of treatment with it, which does ruin your immune system. And here's the thing. When you take the vaccine, if you're undergoing some type of chemotherapy or treatment, those that type of treatment, it usually not only does it kill off the, um, the cancer, but it also wrecks havoc on your immune system. And the way vaccines work is that they work, um, I guess, uh, they work by cr um, creating an immune response. So if your body is not able to create a, an immune response, then you don't create the antibodies to, to protect you. And it's kind of ironic. So those who are most vulnerable, like we're, we're talking about they're 70 years old or even 65 years and older. In fact, well, the most vulnerable is 85 years and older uh, who are dying from COVID. Um, those people who are 85 years and older, their immune systems aren't strong enough to create antibodies. So that's the reason why the mRNA vaccines may work better for them. Uh, that's the reason why they may require booster shots. But for the people who are young, in their 30s, in their 20s, you know, their bodies create antibodies very, very quickly. And that's the reason why they don't get sick as often. They don't, um, maybe they don't, even, they don't even require two shots for some of them. So, you know, it, there's so much information out there. I just don't want to bore you with it. That's not what this podcast is about. I really don't want to get into that. But, you know, it did make the news. Anyway, so what is this podcast about today? Well, today I want to talk about empty store shelves. I really do. And uh, what my theory is on why this is happening. So I'm going to cut to commercial. When I get back, we're going to get straight into it. And I'm going to lay it all out for you on the table here and give you my two cents. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. 
All right, people, I am back from that commercial break. And I am about to start talking about why these shelves are really, really empty. All right, so I'm going to turn this music down and we'll get straight into it. Okay, so first of all, the reason why our shelves are empty is <laughs> there's really no one reason why. And um, I would say maybe it's an, well, it is an accumulation of just stupidity, um, I guess brought upon to you by the Joe Biden administration. Um, now, to explain to you why the shelves are empty, I'm just going to give you a very, very plain explanation, really much of bread and, but bread and butter. Uh, and so it's really not a real life explanation, but I'll just go ahead and give it to you so you can explain it pretty easily to others. Now, when you run a business, especially a retail business, when you buy a widget, you buy these things in bulk, all right? And you buy them in bulk, so again, you can get them at a very, very good price. And you sell them for, a, you know, you mark it up maybe about 40 to 60% of what you can actually buy it for. Usually it's 40. Um, sometimes if you can get away at 60, that's a really a, a great profit margin. And you put these on your shelves, hoping you can actually move them. Now, at one point, at one point, you will make enough profit where you can put things on sale just to dump the inventory so you, you can get new inventory in. Now, what happens when demand goes down? Now, when demand goes down, you have a couple things you can do. Now, number one, you can put things on sale, but if you put things on sale, then all of a sudden you don't make a profit. All right. So you're, this is where it gets kind of tricky. So if you put things on sale, you don't make a profit. But then again, you have to move this product because sometimes this product could be perishable one way or another. It could be just getting old because it becomes old technology. Or number two, it may actually be a food product, which is perishable. So again, you just have to move the product as fast as you can. That's again, why, the reason why things go on sale, right? So there's all different reasons here. Now, what happens if demand slows down so much that you really just have to hold on to your inventory. Well, and you can't sell it because if you, if you sell it, then it will affect your bottom line. And on top of that, you want a lot of cash on hand because you know you don't want to purchase product that you can't move because you need this cash to survive the really thin times that COVID has brought upon us because you're not sure when the next government shutdown is going to happen. So this is what's happening right now. So a lot of products, a lot of um, these supermarkets out there, they have product, all right? They've actually bought enough product to fill their shelves. Uh, many, many, many of them have. Like here in Hawaii, we do have a surplus. That's why our shelves are not as empty as those up in the mainland. When we have surplus, we have a lot. Our shelves are a lot of canned goods, a lot of things here. You know, we are planning for a rainy day. But then again, our demand is down. So we are not buying as much as well, all right? So now, where do you buy these products from? You buy it from a supplier. Now, your supplier, on the other hand, wants to also buy a lot of products. They, they, they're kind of in the same situation where they want to buy a lot of products and they also want to move the amount of products and they want to keep buying more products in, right? Now, what happens if your, if your businesses that you sell to, well, their shelves are pretty much filled and their demand is low. Well, you don't have to buy as much product, right? So, so there, there you go. So you have another problem too. So you're not buying as much product out there. But then again, at the same time, many people want to take risk and say, well, 
what happens if we go to another shutdown right now and I don't have enough product product now? So I'm actually going to take some of my money. These are the suppliers. Take some of our company money and buy more product in because we don't know when this actual slowdown may actually, you know, what, what, we don't know when a shutdown may actually happen. So we're just going to buy more product. We're going to take that risk and buy more product. Now we're going to buy more product even though we don't have the demand now. So here, and here's a problem here. So there, there, there's a supply chain problem here, right? On the retailer side, there's no really big demand. On your supplier side, well, there's really no big demand from the grocery stores or the or the or the or the uh, the toy stores. But you know, as a supplier, we're just gonna kind of stock up just in case, right? So that's where you get all these big orders coming in from China. Now they're and they're taking the risk. And sometimes that risk is a good one. I have a friend of mine, he owns a bike store in Hawaii, and uh, he stocked up on all the bikes way back in February. He bought almost every single bike he could. Now, there is a shortage of bikes all across the entire world right now, except for his bike store. And he's sitting happy right now. He's sitting very, very happy right now. While everywhere else, they don't have any supply because he actually bought all the supply or most of the, most of the supply. So again, in his case, it his gamble actually worked out. Now again, what hap- what's what's happening now? Again, all these suppliers they're buying a lot of things, and again now all these all these shipping all these uh, barges are just heading over from China here, here to America. The, the the demand looks to be a little high, even though that demand is a little bit fueled by fear of another shutdown, right? And then again, on the retail side, the demand is not there yet. So you can't, where are you going to move this product? Because again, all of these shelves in the supplier house are all filled, but on the retail side, they're not filled, right? We need certain things like, you know, you know, uh, um, like for, for myself, I was looking at doggy, doggy pee pads uh, for you know, the little pee pad things for dogs for my guinea pig. That's what I used to like uh, pad his cage with. I couldn't find them over in Target. But all the other all the other shelves, you know, other than the Oreos, they're pretty much all filled, right? Except for my doggy pee pads. So apparently that one item there's a shortage of. It's probably on a barge somewhere. But everywhere else it's okay because again, there is the demand isn't as high for some of the products out there. So it's this really this really strange type of like uh, atmosphere that we're in now. Now you take that atmosphere, all right, which is already pretty complicated. And then you add it, add in a work shortage. So you have a lot of people in there who just don't want to work. You have a lot of people there in every single industry that just doesn't want to work. Everywhere from the retail side to the shipping container side to to even people who are former union workers who just who are just saying, "Well, we we can't work or now we're not even allowed to work because we're not vaccinated." All right? So so, uh, you know, you have a lot of those things happening right now. Where, again, and I think a lot of it's happening on the union, union side who are requiring a lot of their members to be vaccinated or the states are, that are requiring them to be vaccinated. But, but a lot of them can't, be, can't work because they're not vaccinated, right? So there is, that's the problem as well. So we have problems on multiple levels. How can we grow a business if we don't have enough workers? We don't have enough demand. Right? How can we ship things there if we don't have enough workers? How can we handle the, the, uh, the offloading of containers again if we don't have enough workers? Because again, they're either not vaccinated or we lost them um, because during COVID, 
you know, they got laid off or they took unemployment, you know, and they don't want to come back or they found a better job out there. They want to, you know, maybe they want to stretch their entrepreneurial wings. They took all of that unemployment money and said, hey, you know what? I want to be something else. There's a lot of people who are like that right now. So now you throw in on top of that, the rising price of energy. Now, now we go on the retail side, right? The rising price of energy. Now we have to pay more for utilities, gas and food. So we're not going to be spending as much money as we did before on PlayStation 5 games or anything else and all that or, or things that we don't need, to, you know, don't need to buy. So there's going to be a backlog of supply on there. But again, our retailers, I mean, our suppliers are still going to keep buying it because they're hoping if we actually, you know, stock up on this product there, we're hoping that the, 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 um, the retailers come back. I mean, the, the buyers come back and we're hoping that the, eventually they will. We'll have that, we'll have that, um, that supply. But the problem is that how do I get them all into my warehouse? And on top of that, my warehouse is already all filled. I'm too filled, and yet all of these products want to come in here. I have promised to actually order it, and now I can't move it, right? So my warehouse is filled. I can't move it because my retailers can't sell it. And, and, uh, and then, and then I, don't, I don't even have, even if I have room in my retailing, uh, my, my, uh, my, um, my storage space, I don't have enough workers to actually store it in there. And I don't have enough truck drivers to bring it to me, if I even have space. It's a perfect storm of Joe Biden's stupidity, you know, that has just basically accumulated over the course of the last eight months and just accumulated to, to what we have right now, just a perfect storm of just bad policies. And again, now we throw in the rising cost of gas, what we did. Now we throw in regulations, right? So now all of a sudden, if we want to, you know, open up a business, now it has to be regulated because of all these COVID restrictions. Now things move a lot slower. I can only have a certain amount of people inside my warehouse. I can only have a certain amount of people inside my retail store. I can only have a certain amount of people eating at my restaurant, so I can't have as much meat. I'm not going to order as much meat. Well, if I can't order as much meat, then I'm not going to buy as much meat. And then the slaughterhouse will say, well, if you're not going to buy as much meat, I'm not going to slaughter, slaughter as many cows. You know, and then if you go, and, and then all of a sudden the, the the shipyard says, well, if you're not going to slaughter as many cows, we're not going to ship as many cows. We're going to lay off some people. Right. So, and if you lay off some people, then all of a sudden you have a work shortage and we can't ship any more cows. So, I mean, it's again, this is just Joe Biden and the Democrats. Like, what? Here's the problem with Democrats they don't think ahead. They don't think five steps ahead like an entrepreneur, uh, an entrepreneur does. All right. So, for example, a real quick example we'll just talk about electric cars. Now, a lot of people want to buy electric cars because, ooh, they're cool. They drive themselves. Um, you know, you don't have to buy gas. That's, that's a pretty cool thing, right? Just imagine that. It, and, and Elon Musk, he delivers a pretty darn good product. So those Teslas, they're really, really nice. And on top of that, their power is just incredible. I mean, you get instant torque when you just step on that gas. I mean, it's really cool. Now, okay, so that all seems pretty good. And, and on top of that, it makes you... You know, not just make me, but it makes a lot of people just feel good that they're doing something for the earth. That's the number one thing for liberals, right? They just like to feel good. But they're not thinking about the future. So what does the future hold for electric cars? Well, 
eventually all of these batteries in the electric cars will eventually die. And how will you dispose of how how will they dispose of those electric batteries? Right? Where would they put all of these millions of tons of batteries? And they're lithium-ion batteries. Now, could you imagine that even right now, to this very day, when we actually you know bring cars to the shipyard and all that, we can actually just you know crush it or things like that, crush them into little cubes, and uh, you you drain them of all oil. You'd make sure all the liquids, all the harmful gases are out, and you just crush them to a small ball. You can't do that with the battery. You cannot crush the battery. That's lithium ion. It's battery acid, and that's why even if you dispose of your battery acid in your car to this very day, that little 12-volt battery that is much smaller than your Tesla batteries, even that has negative effects on the landfill. Could you imagine huge batteries, you know, car after car after car? Could you just imagine that? Where are you going to put? How will the landfills be? How will this affect your water table? How will this affect the environment that you're just dumping Millions of pounds, billions of pounds, trillions of pounds of lithium ion battery acid into the ground. How can how will you manage that? They haven't thought about that yet. And this is what the Democrats do. They just do things that feel good, feel right, just to fit, just to make them, I guess, uh fulfill an agenda in that they had preached about maybe uh in college. And they really don't really think about the future consequences. They only live in the now. So again, they canceled the, the, the XL pipeline. They canceled fracking. They canceled and they made all these regulations. They brought back, they raised taxes on companies, right? They, they, uh, every single uh, executive order that Trump installed, that, that Trump, um, um, created to make America a lot more business friendly. They got rid of. So yeah, um, back come in all these regulations. What happens when you do that? They did it to make themselves feel better, to make their constituents feel better. But what happens now? This is what happens now. And now you have just, again, what we have now is accumulation of Joe Biden's crap all piling on in the next few weeks to come, and there is no end in sight. Absolutely not, because the Democrats and Biden, they don't want to reverse course. Everything they did from the minute Joe Biden stepped in office, all of that, all of that counted. All of, all of that added up to what we are experiencing now. I'm just letting you know that, right? And again, if they want to fix it, They'll basically have to reverse course on every single executive order that they basically undid. You know, we have to become energy independent again. We have to cut regulations again. We have to have lower taxes for corporations. We have to, we have to uh, unleash the consumer again, once again. We have to say, we have to tell people, no unemployment. I'm sorry, unemployment is not a lifestyle. You know, all of those living, all of the people there who are living off COVID pandemic money. I'm sorry, we can't do that. You know, we're we're not China, we're not we're not a socialist country. We we can't do these things. We have to unleash the customer. We have to unchain literally our minds. But again, will the Democrats do that? Absolutely not. Now, the the, the supply chain right now, it you know. 
whenever you know, I've been watching these shows on a, I think there used to be called Dirty Jobs, but I'm not sure which show it was, but it's on the History Channel, and they talk about it's really interesting how on, on how these um, barges are, are unloaded and, and how a product that is created overseas makes it to your desk. I tell you what, it's very, very complicated. I mean, not only do you have to make a product, it has to pass through all these different, you know, um, tariff places. It, it ships over here, it gets taxed, it gets taxed before it leaves. Um, you know, the, the, the shipping, shipping containers have to be, uh, I guess, I guess searched. And, and uh, I mean, there's all these different types of things. So the, there's a lot of regulations already as it is. And it's already, it's amazing that it actually makes it to your table. Why don't we just say that, right? And most, here's the funny thing. Most of the time, that product that is made in China is not a very good product, but that's not what I'm. I'm trying to. Um, I'm, that's not what I'm trying to say here. All I'm saying, trying to say, is that it's amazing that that product gets to your um, your desk or your kitchen table because it's the process is so damn complicated. And um, right now, what we're we're going through right now, because that supply chain has been compromised just a little. Actually, it has been, has been compromised a lot. That's why you're seeing this backlog. And, um, and, and also because the whole retail chain, the whole consumer, because we're not buying as much, that has changed the entire dynamic of the supply chain. Having the consumer not buy as much because, again, we're spending more on gas. Um, having our not enough workers. Uh, having, uh, having government regulations you know, piled upon each other. Uh, it's not helping at all. So that's it, people. That's really it. I hope I explained it pretty well. Uh, and, uh, you know, here's the thing. Do I expect to see things change at all in the future? You know, I, I told you I said no, unless they really really re- reverse course. I actually see see it getting a lot worse than it is now. Because if if Biden and his Democrats pass this trillion-dollar um, budget. Uh, in that budget, there's more regulations, there's more taxes, um, because again, they're trying to pay for this. Uh, there's less incentives for entrepreneurs to stay in business. Uh, they're better off, you know, working for the government, I'll be quite honest with you. Uh, but on top of that, there's more incentives for Americans to stay home and not work. And that's not good. That's really not good. So um, I don't know, people. I really don't know what we're going to do. America, as we know it, is basically going down the drain. I'm not a happy camper. I'm really not. Okay, people, that's it for my podcast today. Um, By the way, I am watching the Squid Game. I will be reviewing it soon, so make sure you tune in for that podcast. And that is it for now. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T-O Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.